Hello, and welcome to another episode of More to the Musical. I'm your host, Sarah Williamson, and today I will be discussing my favorite musical of all time, The Phantom of the Opera. Because The Phantom of the Opera is known so well for its gorgeous music, it may come as a surprise to some that the story originated in a newspaper and was adapted several times before it ever became a musical. According to David Nelson, the author of A Short History of the Phantom of the Opera, the story originated from the mind of Gaston Leroux and was first published as Le Phantom de l'Opera in the La Galouie newspaper from 1909 to 1910. It was turned into a novel after the release of its final chapter. However, the novel was not popular in any regard. One article on Answers.com details the history of all of the adaptations of the original story. The first film of this haunting love story was a silent film called Das Phantom der Oper and was released in 1916, or so it is said. Oddly enough, this film has become lost and the only evidence pointing to its existence are references to it from multiple media sources. The next film was created and released in 1925 by Universal Studios. This was also a silent movie. However, voiceovers for many of its characters were added in 1929. The next adaptation was produced in 1943 and was named Phantom of the Opera. It was the first time the film was presented in color. It was nearly 40 years after this movie that the Phantom of the Opera was adapted into the musical that many of us know and love today. The website, called NYC Events, explains that it was first performed in 1986 on London's West End and made its Broadway debut in 1988. The musical adaptation was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and the geniuses behind the lyrics are Charles Hart and Richard Stilgo. The musical was turned into a movie in 2004. Next, let's go over a brief summary of the storyline to jog our memories. It is set in Paris in the year 1881. A young performer by the name Christine Daae is taught to sing by her angel of music, who is known as the Phantom by the rest of the cast. He haunts the Paris Opera House requesting pay and mysteriously leaves scripts of original operas for the company to perform. Christine is asked to stand in as the lead character on short notice for one night's performance and is seen by her childhood friend Raoul who watches from the audience. They meet after the show and plan to meet again soon. After Christine returns to her dressing room that night, her angel of music, who we learn is a man named Eric, beckons her to see him. She is led to his underground lair and later flees the dungeon full of terror after she removes the mask he wears to hide his noseless and lipless face. Christine runs to tell Raoul about her encounter and he promises to protect her. During the next performance, however, the Phantom manages to kidnap Christine again and takes her back down to his lair, where Raoul comes to save her. Eric threatens to kill Raoul if Christine does not agree to remain his captive. Christine begs Eric to spare Raoul and she kisses him in her desperation. The Phantom is touched. He has never experienced any human affection before, not even from his own mother. This causes him to have a change of heart. He tells Christine to leave and run off with Raoul to live a happy life together, asking only of her to visit him on his death day. The spared couple elope and the film ends showing us that Christine kept her promise to Eric. Unlike many other well-known musicals, The Phantom of the Opera does not address any large societal issues or themes. Instead, a source mentioned in an article on Reference.com argues that this musical is about the obsessive pursuit of love, revenge, and acceptance, which I believe is a valid statement. 
Eric's character is the result of a childhood full of unacceptance and abuse. He obsesses over Christine. She seems to represent a source of love and acceptance to him. Later, as the plot begins to reach its climax, wanting to keep her becomes a means of revenge. He feels that Christine has betrayed him when he learns of her and Raoul's growing relationship and seeks his revenge by forcing her to remain by his side for the rest of her days. As a matter of fact, if we compare the two love songs of the musical to each other, we discover that their juxtaposition reveals that Eric objectifies Christine and desires her only to fill the void in his heart. Let's first listen to a segment of the song, The Music of the Night, the song that the Phantom sings to Christine the first time they meet face to face, or rather mask to face. Music shall caress you, hear it, feel it, secretly possess you, open up your mind, let your fantasies unwind, in this darkness that you know you cannot find, the darkness of the the song is presented in a duple meter, and it seems as though the tempo of the song is unstable. This may be to highlight the fact that Eric wants Christine more out of impulse than out of true love. Additionally, the lyrics include words like grasp, surrender, and closing in around you. He also mentions darkness in associated words very often, possibly to allude to the fact that he is acting with dark intentions. The song seems to be urging Christine to succumb to the pressures he is placing on her. Let's compare this song now to All I Ask of You, the duet Christine and Raoul sing with each other. Then say you'll share with me one love, one lifetime. Let me lead you from your solitude. This song has a moderate tempo and is in a duple meter. It also has a very wide range and includes very powerful vocals, which may not only remind us that this is a musical about an opera, but may also be used as a way of sharing with the audience how much the two love each other and how powerful their love for each other is. The very fact that it is a duet is also significant and reveals to us that this love is mutual. The lyrics include comforting words such as warmth, shelter, palm, and guard, and also speak of light and being saved from the darkness. There are no constraints in their love. Their feelings for one another only make them feel free. So, today we have learned the history behind the Phantom of the Opera, what theme the piece addresses, and we explored two analytical interpretations of the two love songs from the musical. I think we've done quite a bit for today, so I will leave you with that. I hope you all have a good rest of your week and take advice from Eric. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea for all of us to stay hidden in our layers until the virus clears up some. Thanks for listening to another episode of More to the Musical. Till next time!